You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into the Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to jump in on the show with us this morning. Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Doesn't I feel special uh, to have Joe actually produce our show every day so he gets up every day and uh, comes in. He used to delegate it around a couple of days because Joe's got his own show as well. But uh, for whatever reason, Dad, we're the lucky ones. We get Joe in here with us. Yeah, Joe does a good job. Joe does a good job. So uh, of all the colors, guys, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors no matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Head down to your local dealer for only the best outdoor building project. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it you don't want it all right um dad when you get through giving your scores and all, i'm gonna have a little rant about what happened with the hoover baseball coach and i'm gonna give you the facts yeah. and i want you to tell me whether ahsaa got it right or not i'll give you the facts not hearsay and then i want you to tell me when you get through whether you think they ruled correctly in this situation but what else we got this morning well, Auburn won last night, sixty-seven forty-nine against LSU. I didn't see it. I, uh, I had a tough night, so I didn't see any of the game. Uh, Auburn played okay. They didn't shoot it really well. LSU's won all those games when they didn't play anybody. They're not not real good. It, but it doesn't really matter. Auburn's uh, second place at five and one. Florida, I got beat another two-point game against A and M. A and M is the only other team that's undefeated in the league. Uh, they have an Alabama A&M. It's not in Alabama's class, but they're undefeated with their schedule the way it is. They played Florida twice. Missouri creaks out a victory over Arkansas. Arkansas will not be a NCAA team unless they win the tournament in Nashville. Really? Uh, no. Uh, you better look at their schedule. I think they're about to win uh, four uh, straight. Uh, Auburn, uh, I would be surprised. Okay, I, I, would, I don't think they are. They're they're. They're one in five. Yeah, they may not. And uh, I don't, I don't see how they can. They uh, Missouri went to the line uh, forty times, um, close to call game. Actually, uh, I think uh, Arkansas went twenty six times, made a bunch of them. But uh, uh, Missouri continues to actually didn't shoot the three very well. They shot twenty of them, and that's not near as many as Alabama shoots. Only made five for twenty five percent. So anyway, where we stand right now with all this stuff before uh, Saturday's games and Saturday's games, um, we've got uh, 
you know, we got Alabama and A and M as leaders, and right behind them, Auburn and Tennessee at five and one. And the bottom is is not very good, so um, we'll see what happens there. Um, um, Saturday, Alabama will play at Missouri. That game's at uh, five o'clock, and Auburn will play at South Carolina, and that game's at two thirty. And um, we're, we're just cruising along there to see what happens in the league. It's basically Alabama's league to win, I think, probably. Other notes, um, uh, a lawsuit has been filed uh, against the uh, University of Georgia and the girl who was in the uh, wreck at, at Georgia. Uh, right now, it was excessive speed, making a left turn, late left current turn, and hit a, hit, hit a Flipped it, and uh, he did not have his seatbelt on. Um, and um, actually, he was in the back seat. The young man that was killed, the other, other boy was in the front. Um, she passed away on her way to the hospital. A very critical thing, very tough thing. But uh, the family of the boy, of the young man, has filed a lawsuit against the University of Georgia, and I would imagine that's going to be uh, sad, a sad deal. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but anyway, that's, you can read about it. They were, they have not checked about the alcohol. Uh, they will be notifying publicly if alcohol was involved in it. Uh, Browns kid, uh, quarterback coach at T at uh, Arkansas is said to be, is said to be going to TCU. Um, We'll see what happens there. Ole Miss quarterback, uh, Ole Miss got a quarterback from LSU, I think, basically because Daniels and uh, Nussmeyer are coming back. Nussmeyer kind of was a second-string one, so I don't know how good this kid is, but he's going going uh, to Ole Miss. And Jaden uh, Ras- Rasbard, who has been to, has changed schools 15 times and finally decided on Florida, and they made a big deal out of it, has changed his mind. Went out. The, he said he wanted out of the NIL. So yeah, they of course got this NIL stuff behind the scenes for the coaches. It's a cotton picking mess. We don't say Barry and I don't say a lot about it, but it's not it's not very good. So uh, he says that's what he's going to do. And um, Sanford won a big game last night. They beat East Tennessee State. Uh, a good win. He got Sanford does a good job of coaching. Um, that's about all I've told you about Saturday's games. The league is about like I think it is. Uh, I had one other thing, but I can't think what it was. So uh, Barry can discuss uh, the situation with his baseball coach. I saw something about it on on last night. Didn't read up on it, but I figured Barry would talk about it today. So all right, we'll uh, do that. I want people to listen. I want if you don't normally call, I want you to call if you. Uh, I have an opinion on this. All right, Joe, I want you to listen to this. Now, Adam Mosley is the baseball coach at Hoover. Well-respected, really, really good coach at Hoover. He had the opportunity to coach for the USA baseball team. I think he was 18 and under. I may have the years wrong. I think he was 18 and under. It was during the COVID year. I don't think they even played the the world tournament or whatever you call it that year, but he was already picked on to be the coach. It was going to come down, I guess, last fall. And uh, after he was chosen to be the coach, one of his players 
R.J. Hamilton, who is committed to Vanderbilt. I believe R.J., he's a fielder. He's not a pitcher. I believe he's a middle infielder, a uh, really fast kid. I've seen him play some. He gets selected to be on the team. All right, there's a AHSAA rule that says you cannot coach your kid on these other teams. So I think they – if you want to get a rule changed with the AHSAA, they're not opposed to changing a rule, but you have to formally send it to the committee. And I don't know exact dates of when all this has to happen, but it needs to be sent in, and then they, they will rule on it, and you can make changes. In July, they have a coaches meeting where all the coaches come to Montgomery for a meeting, and they discuss changing this rule. Uh, by allowing Adam Mosley to coach and his kids still play for you. This is for USA Baseball. Now, there was not enough time to get the new rule in place for when they were going to do it, but they were led to believe it was going to be okay, but never got anything in writing. All right, so the, they go off with USA Baseball, so they think it's going to be fine. They They talked about the rule. People said, yeah, we probably need to change it, but didn't get anything in writing. They get there, they're at USA Baseball, and Adam Mosley calls back to his AD and says, hey, what do we do, what do, we do here? I don't think the rules completely changed. He said, we'll just work it out. Just stay there. And granted, Adam Mosley, Joe, is the dad, is the pitching coach for USA Baseball. So he's really not even coaching the position that the kid plays. They go on and win the gold medal. About a month ago, they realized that there was a rule broken. I don't know if somebody turned it in, and there was going to be a problem there, and there was going to be – they were going to rule either the kid – you had to choose, either the kid or the coach ineligible. And uh, they were led – every time they talked to AHSA about the hearing, they were led to believe, hey, it, we're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. Like I said, they only played eight games. So they had the hearing in Montgomery yesterday. USA Baseball sent everything in and said, look, he really didn't directly coach this kid at all. The kid's an infielder or whatever. He's the pitching coach. Actually, the kid came to him and said, coach, you're not even hardly talking to me. So I had 10 prima donna pitchers that I had to deal with. You imagine USA Baseball. So they're thinking, all right, he coached eight games. At the worst, they're going to give him maybe a fine and an eight-game suspension. For what? For what? For coaching his kid at USA Baseball. Nope. They turned around and suspended him for the year. They took the whole year. He lost the appeal. He cannot coach Hoover Baseball this season. Now, That's the shittiest biggest thing I ever heard. Of. Now, they represented USA Baseball, won the gold medal. When he was chosen to coach, the kid wasn't even on the team. Then the kid made the team. They tried to talk to U.S. So the AHSAA is saying, hey, that's our rule. So I don't even know why you even have the appeal. That's our rule. You coached the kid. The rule hadn't changed. And so I think they said either the kid could miss the season or you missed the season. So the guy is not going to coach the entire season now he can't he can't he can't coach hoover baseball can't coach hoover baseball for one well, who, who, who is, is this the new this new uh charge alabama is it alabama high school athletic association yes yeah he's a clown so they have a committee there and so they I've rule him at the, go ahead. all right so 
Joe, your initial thoughts. Now, hindsight, he probably should have got it writing that it was okay. The rule had not changed. Now, it's a stupid rule, first of all. If you get an opportunity to represent your country with USA Baseball, what does it really matter if your kid's on the team or not? What does it matter? Joe, your thoughts initially on this. My thoughts are uh, this sounds like the second example in two years of the AHSAA sticking to their rules and, yeah. and just being being sticks in the mud. Yeah. Uh, so the guy's out for the year. A lot of college, Brad Bohannon, uh, Casey Dunn, people have been out on his behalf. Um, here's my question to the parents and to people in the coach. There's certain times of year you can't coach your kids. Why should you if I if you have a kid, Dad, that really wants to get better, why shouldn't you be able to coach the kid all year? Well, what is the point of not allowing these high school coaches to work with their kids? Like I can't work with my kids in September and October until practice starts. In the summer after the June if a guy really wants to work and you and I don't want to make – but you look at this Darius Miles situation where people are hanging around just hanging out with idle time and nothing to do. What's wrong with being able to work with your kids if they want to get in the gym and work or get on the football field and work or get in the batting cage and work year-round? What is the downside to that, Dad? I don't know, but there's, there's got to be some kind of reason for doing that because it's a stupid-ass rule. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's well, be what they're going to say is, well, the football guy's going to want him, and the basketball guy's going to want him in the summer, and so kids. Only, well, that's for the AD to handle. Hey, look, we can't wear this kid out. We, we, get, I know we all want his time or whatever. And then the kid has. Well, to is, the prin- is the principal fighting this? Yeah, the principal went down. The athletic director went down. They've already fought it. They just lost the appeal yesterday. He's out for the year. For coaching well, who, who is who is did the board vote on the appeal or just one person? The board. They went in committee. They have a committee. They went after they heard all the presentation. He basically said, "Look, I didn't really even coach the kid. Um, I'm the pitching coach. He's not a pitcher." Um, yeah, and so they took the and they now I've talked to some high school baseball people around, really good Christian guy. Like the guy, like we have a hard enough time, Joe and Dad, as you know, Dad, finding really quality coaches across the state anyway. And so when you treat people like this, you know, it's just uh, – so you're – all these seniors at Hoover now don't get to be coached by this guy. Uh, I think it's a terrible – Terrible deal. All right, we'll take a break. You guys can call in and chime in on that. But I personally, with kids running the streets these days, I think they're better off with their high school coaches uh, working to get better. Royal Cleaners, pick up a delivery. Give them a call today, 205-391-0034. The casual golf shirts, the suits, the dresses, whatever you need, they're ready for you. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road, 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, got a two-vehicle wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road out in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else moving well. If you see conditions, of course, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now's the time to head to Towns and Nissan. Great New Year's savings at the hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Tuscaloosa City Schools celebrated yesterday the grand opening of a community resource haven that will house several community partners to assist the needs of students. The New Heights Community Resource Center is located in the recently renovated Stillman Heights Elementary. And a University of Alabama alumnus is stepping into the restaurant business as he prepares to open a desserts-only peach cobbler factory on the Tuscaloosa Strip next month. And the Tuscaloosa mayor has condemned the sense reckless and inhumane shootings and addresses the sharp spike in violent crimes. Ask Big. Have you seen our artisan-created diamonds? If you've been in a room with one, you can't miss it. Tom Osmond from Fincher and Osmond. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming mostly sunny today, very pleasant, the high 68. Clear and colder tonight, the low at 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 58. Saturday, clouds move in, we'll have a chance of rain by afternoon, the high Saturday at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Welcome back to Inside Lucky Yellow with Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to. Got several phone calls in. Get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Mike in. Good morning, Mike. I can't hear him. Go ahead, Mike. Hey. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Hi. Appreciate the letting me in. Um, I think it's absurd, first off, that they would even consider punishing the kid in this. Um, What is a great honor for him, and you want to punish him by making him sit out? I think that's totally wrong. But the AHSAA has a long history of doing this kind of thing. Uh, I don't know the best way to handle it, but it certainly seems like there should be a little group of individuals that can address these policies when they come up instead of waiting to July, getting it through a, a huge committee of people. There should be some way to to attack this at the beginning so that you don't get into these situations. Because, you know, Barry, we've seen these kinds of situations with them come up for many, many years. and It just seems like it should be something that's fixable yeah you know you had the uh situation with the girl mario i think it's the davenport girl who played for usa basketball they gave him a stipend some money there to play for him i think they went on and won the gold medal and they ruled her ineligible uh for for taking i think it was four hundred dollars or something like that and i mean it had to go all the way to the court for the courts to hold up to allow her to play i think just for the area tournament uh so you would think right there they would put in some kind of rule with the exception. If you could pl- represent your country as a coach or a player, what an honor. And what an honor for the state of Alabama to have a coach asked to be the pitching coach for USA Baseball. What an honor for R.J. Hamilton to be 
good enough to make the team. So if those situations happen, one of them has to choose. Well, I can't coach the team because my player's there, or the player says I can't play on the team. How backward is that? Common sense at some point, Mike, has to factor into these decisions. I agree, and instead of trying to, to punish, I mean, like you said, maybe the HSAA should use that as, hey, look, you know, we have a coach and a player that's reached this level and, you know, honor it and, and you know, get a, a really positive out of it, not run it down this road. And going back to the, the young lady, I may be wrong on this, but I think the, the stipend she got was to help cover her travel. Yeah which to me would even be a no-brainer. Why would you even consider wanting to punish her for that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, – we should be celebrating that the state of Alabama has two people that earned this opportunity. Instead, we're the laughingstock of the country. you got the Jay Billises and all those people going all after the AHSAA, and it makes us look bad. Great call, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, I don't you. know why, we, why can't we have uh, him on have the coach on. We can. We can get him. All right. Need to tomorrow. We'll try to. Uh, I don't have anybody at 7.30. All right. We'll try to get Adam Mosley then. All right. Get back to the uh, Yellowwood hotline. Bring Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe, you with us? All right. Back up to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Pat in. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, fellas. I had an almost identical situation uh, happen to my uh, three nieces. That uh, they all three played college fast pitch softball um, in the same family, which is almost unheard of. And uh, but anyway, when they were in high school, they were playing on the team, and uh, their high school coach was actually coaching uh, in the, uh, the summer a little bit. But you limited as to how many days you can uh, be with your coach uh, throughout the year in Alabama high school uh, athletics. Anyway. They got a chance to go to the college, or not to college, but to the World Series in uh, uh, Denver, Colorado. And anyway, and, uh, they, it was going to be over the amount of days. My brother-in-law had to go to Denver, Colorado as their head coach uh, in order to get around circumvent this deal. Alabama High School Athletics is, I mean, it's absolutely asinine. The uh, the rules getting a chance to go to a World Series competition in Colorado from Alabama, you know, <laughs> why are these people so asinine? At uh, I mean, this is incredible uh, what they're doing, and um, the coach, uh, you know, giving up his time. I mean, letting us, uh, it's no brainer for the coach to say. You know, hey, the kids should be have a chance to play baseball uh, another year in high school if he wants to, and the coach stepped down. But that, but the coach shouldn't have to step down. This should be an executive situation, and uh, rubber stamp it. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I uh, th- well, you, th- th- you go about. through a committee, you go through jealousies of people, people behind the scenes that don't like this, don't like that. You're you're right. The, niece, the, the head of the whole association should just rule on himself without sending it to some cotton, cotton pick yeah. committee. Yeah, I don't. Now, people are going to like me saying this. I think a lot of the reasons they make these rules is for football. Is they don't they want these guys practicing football all summer? They want them there for football. Uh, it's it's a football state. 
and the rules all seem to roll around football. Um, and now it is what it is, but, uh, common sense with an opportunity for that's earned. It's not a travel team. It's not an AAU team that these kids are playing on the guys coaching. And this is an opportunity to represent USA baseball or USA basketball. All right. Back to the Yellowwood hotline, get ground Chuck in. Good morning, ground Chuck. Hey, I'm going to look at it at a, a little different than how y'all looking at it. I just think of one, the rules are made by the members, as far as I understand. And True. the members are all the high school. So if they didn't like the rule, why didn't they change it ahead of time? They tried. And they tried. They, were, they wasn't successful. And, and, and I think one thing wrong with our society today is everybody says, well, that's the rule, but it don't apply to me. So, I, you know, I'm sorry that it happened. But if it was a rule and he broke it, he knew he was breaking it because he tried to get it changed, so he knew what the rule was. It wasn't like he went into it not knowing what the rule was. And I don't think, uh, you know, I think it's a sad situation, but uh, I think if you got a rule, you got to enforce it and enforce it to everybody. Just because you're a big, fancy school like Hoover, you don't get to do something that a little 1A or 2A don't get to do. Now, well, that's uh, that being Hoover has nothing to do with it, Crown. I, I respect what you're saying. And I don't totally – disagree with you but whether it's hoover or uh holy spirits got you got to get have the opportunity to earn it uh so if the player from wherever earns it now i think the problem where the problem land is people at the ahsaa led them to believe it was going to be okay and they didn't get it in writing like no no i need to get it in writing it's okay for me to coach but they ran into this situation with the girl in the USA basketball. At that point, the rule should have been changed right there. Now, I get some of the other things, but to take the season from him, ground chuck, the season? Do you think that's okay? Okay, give him five games. But the season? No, I, I agree. I agree with more. I, you know, he broke the rule, and, and just, you know, so you could have some punishment, not just say, like, well, we're going to ignore the rule. I agree with what you said earlier. If he, if he coached six games on the USA team that his player was on, give them both the six-game suspension and, you know, let it be the six games they choose, you know. And, uh, you know, that would that would do both things. It keeps, uh, you know, the integrity of enforcing the rules, plus it's more it's fair to the coach and the player. That You know, I know, that, you know, if it was my kid and all, I'd probably look at it different. I'm not a high school coach like you are. And, you know, we look at it different. But I'm just saying, if a rule's a rule, change the rule, don't break the rule. Thank you, Ground Chuck. And he's right. Uh, and they give you – you send it in. It just takes so long to get a rule like that changed. And, you know, sometimes these rules that are – they're they're out of date. Uh, and they need to be changed immediately. Well, does the head of Alabama High School Athletic Association have the power to change a rule? No, well, what happens is, is you know, a member of the AHSAA, which you know could be me, whoever member, I had to. There's a form you fill out, and you, this is the rule, and we want it changed, and this is the reasons why we want it changed, and then they'll have a committee that will vote on whether to change the rule or not. If nobody puts anything in, then the rules just stay as they are. So you have to be pretty proactive about trying to get a rule changed in order to get it changed. If you just say, hey, that's a stupid rule, 
but don't ever put anything in to try to get it changed, then all you're doing is complaining. You're not doing anything about changing the rule. Uh, and I would have thought with the dab import situation, with even the money or being, a, you know, it would have gotten changed. But maybe, maybe shame on us as coaches. Nobody ever put it in. It just seems unfair to take the entire season from him. And the, oh, athlete, did, and the athletic director, he called back and said he told him to stay and coach. And the, if the committee said, all right, they asked Coach Mosey, what would you have done if your athletic director said, nope, don't coach, come home? He said, I wouldn't have liked it, but I would have come home. Uh, and so I wouldn't have coached it. So the Hoover AD has a little bit in this thing as well. I think they're all supporting each other. It seems like a pretty common sense thing to let the guy represent. And they won the gold medal too, by the way. But to take that coach away – from those seniors at Hoover, it doesn't matter if it's Hoover or a 1A school, to take their coach away I think is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it uh, is for a year. There's, there's no point in that. Yeah, and he, you know, he didn't he didn't coach the kid anyway. I mean, he was a coach on well, the team. Well, it's ridiculous. You're not even coaching the kid. The kid, you know, you're not, not in the same position that you coach. You coach pitching. Uh, yeah. All right. First domain condos, three bedroom, three and a half baths, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all electric energy efficient appliances. Internet and direct TV are provided for free. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river walk, gated property with security cameras, located in the historic district of downtown Northport. You're also, a stone's throw away from downtown Tuscaloosa, the University of Alabama, 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on the inside of the locker room. Get one month of free rent. JC will join us next. List of Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Four-star running back Taylor Tatum has received an offer from Alabama. The Alabama men's and women's tennis teams have released their spring home schedule for 2023. The Alabama club hockey team is campaigning to bring an ice rink to Tuscaloosa. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a two-vehicle wreck on US-11 at Covered Bridge Road out in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else continues to move pretty well around town. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Sunny with a high at 58. Saturday, clouds move in. We'll have a chance of rain by afternoon. The high Saturday at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. You keep saying... 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Head to Yellowwood dealer today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, he's the owner of BigSpur.com, has several podcasts. Joins us normally every Wednesday, but sometimes we bump him around uh, to Thursday. Our main man, J.C. Sherbert. Good morning, J.C. How are you? Good morning, J.C. Good morning, fellas. Good to be with you today. I hate to start off uh, on something on a negative standpoint with you, but since you're close to Georgia and South Carolina and know a lot more than we do in that area, um, the bad loss of a football player and a, and a young lady and uh, in the wreck at Georgia uh, has come out today that a lawsuit will be filed by his family. Um is this going to be detrimental to Georgia? I mean, I, I don't know exactly how to word it to you, but just explain to us what what happened there and what could happen in the future. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to hurt Georgia's um, football recruiting and the program and where they're at right now. I, I think it's an unfortunate, tragic loss. Uh, I think. You know, without knowing more details, uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if they have a case or not. Uh, I understand that. You know, I mean, I have a lot of empathy for them. Lost a child. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, so I think sometimes during the grieving process, you know, you, you, you're not quite through it. So you're looking to just kind of do anything you can uh, to 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 kind of fight what happened. Um, and so I, I think that, uh, you know, without knowing, I don't, I don't know if they have a case or not. It just seems like it was a bad accident to me. Um, it's very unfortunate. Uh, you know, it's scary to think about it, you know, just kind of how in a moment you can go from, uh, living your best life to not on this earth. And, um, I, uh, I have, I have a lot of empathy for everybody involved. Uh, but you know, do I think it's going to, negatively impact Georgia's, you know, program and all that. No, because I, I just don't think that, you know, if other recruiters use that against them, I mean, that that's number one. I think it's shady, you know what. Number two, um, it, it was just an accident. So um, I, don't, uh, I, I don't think that that's, uh, that's something that uh, will come up. Uh, I think that as far as the lawsuit goes, I've you know, I think that probably, depending on the, the scope of it and who exactly they're going after, uh, I would think they try to just settle it out of court and, and be done with it and not get into this big old production and all that. But um, it's just unfortunate, man. I, I hate that. I mean, that was a, a good kid, good player, uh, whole life ahead of him. And, uh, and certainly the young lady, LaCroix, is, is pretty well known in recruiting circles and did an outstanding job. Uh, for Kirby uh, there at Georgia as well. So it's uh, just a tragic situation. Okay. Uh, JC, Pete Golding uh, has gone to Ole Miss. I'll get you to comment on that. Uh, maybe you can after you talk about my next question. Uh, you're not around here, so you don't have the crimson colored glasses on that some of the people have on around here. Is Jeremy Pruitt hireable? Even hireable with everything 
And I don't want to set it up for you to say no, but he has a pretty big cloud hanging over him from Tennessee. Tennessee didn't try to save him, so they threw all the dirty laundry out in the street for everybody to see it. To my knowledge, the NCAA hasn't come down on his ruling yet personally, if it's a show cause or whatever. On the outside looking in, all these Alabama people keep acting like he's the guy that Nick Saban needs to hire. That's who he's going to hire. Is this guy even hireable right now, uh, J.C., at the University of Alabama as a defensive coordinator? I think the answer lies, uh, was it 459? <laughs> the highway that goes back to Birmingham? 2059. Yeah. 20 and 59, I think. I think that, that's where your answer is. I think, you know, the league sometimes, they, uh, even when it's not an NCAA thing, the league, uh, steps in and, 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 you know, we'll say, oh, no, you can't do it. Hugh Freeze, remember that was a situation there. And, um, you know, time has passed and Hugh's back in the league, but, uh, a lot of times you'll see Sankey and the powers that be sort of step in with these situations and say no um, without knowing where exactly the UT case is. Um, because you're right. I mean, they, 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 they scapegoated him pretty good. I mean, he's responsible as a head coach, obviously, but, uh, you know, I don't know um, what exactly where they're at with it. And uh, I would imagine that Greg Sankey would. And uh, so I would guess if that's the direction Coach Saban wanted to go, um, that's kind of where it would – if it made it up that far, you know, uh, or if, if they got a call, uh, it'd probably be up to the commissioner uh, to determine, you know, his eligibility to come back to Alabama. Certainly, you know, Coach Fruitt had a has had a long career uh, in terms of being at Alabama. I know he went to Florida State and Georgia and then was the head coach of Tennessee. But, uh, you know, certainly I think he knows how Nick Saban wants to do it on defense and uh, – would be a, a you know from just an X's and O's and recruiting standpoint would be an excellent hire, but uh, I don't know you know exactly with, with the NCA situation where things stand. I, I do think this. I think with uh, the NCA not being able to control NIL at all, um, I think they're going to go one of two ways. Either 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 they're going to be really lax about stuff like that and say, well, it's all legal now, so who cares? Which I doubt. Uh, or they're going to try to flex their muscles, uh, you know, whenever, wherever they have a relevant point and wherever they can, just to kind of say, hey, we're still here, guys, you know. Um, and, and that would be what I would think. But, you know, everything moves up there in Indianapolis at a glacial pace. So I don't even know how far along they are. So that, that would be the key is where are you at? What's the situation? Where is it heading? And uh, who's going to, you know, is somebody above the University of Alabama, uh, if that's what Saban wants to do, going to decide, um, you know, and, and put the kibosh on it. Do you so that, think, that's the do, do y'all think, Dad, you can answer this as well. Do you think the NCAA people there are laughing now? Because everybody said everybody criticizes all the time. They said we were. Uh, behind the times, we had rules in place for a certain reason. Now we've turned it over. We let it, the NIL and all the, and the transfer portal, that's what everybody wanted. So they, are they just sitting back and looking at all the chaos and college football and what will happen in this basketball season? 
Are they just sitting back and laughing and saying, we tried to tell you guys, uh, you got to have some rules in place. If you don't, these coaches will go absolutely crazy, and that is what's happening. You think they're kind of sitting back laughing, saying, I told you so? Well, it's their fault. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd be laughing because just with a few common sense, very, uh, you know, they could have they could have done NIL when the O'Bannon case started making its way up the court. They could have done NIL and they could have said, "Okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna start letting them do." But but here we're gonna here's the rules behind it. And I think if they would have done that before uh, the Alston case got to the Supreme court where they basically just got told, look, your business models un-American and you know, <laughs> don't come, don't come before the court again. Cause you're probably not going to win. Um, and that was both sides of the, of, of the spectrum there. Um, before that happened, and you see that Alston case was different. That Alston case was, they were trying to limit academic money, uh, over and above whatever for student athletes. But that was wrong. And so, uh, they approved that, and now players are getting more money for academic purposes and things of that nature. Uh, but they were warned, look, this is not a good business model, whatever. Now, had they done this, you know, when the O'Bannon case was coming through about the video game and said, oh, okay, you guys are right, you know, because you have really stupid examples. I mean, I've said this before. The, the A player at Ohio State, I think, had a cooking show on his YouTube channel, right? Uh, and, and had it monetized. And look, uh, I make money off YouTube videos, and believe, believe me, it's pennies on the dollar. It's nothing. It's not significant. Um, oh, no, you can't do that. You know, players can't have camps in their hometown uh, and get paid for it. You know, players can't get paid for their autograph. Uh, that kind of stuff. If you just said, okay, we're going to allow this, but it's going to be limited to these eight things and you have to prove that it's a legitimate deal and it has to be within market value. And here are the rules and here's the scope of it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I think it would be a little bit more, uh, in control, right? Because, because what we heard, remember Barry, you and I, you and I coach were talking about it, but we thought when this was happening is, Oh, it's legit. And I also schools like Northwestern and Chicago and Southern Cal and these big cities, Boston college and in big markets, were going to profit because, Obviously, those are bigger media markets. You know, not College Station, Texas. <laughs> you know, uh, and that 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 was kind of the the deal there, and uh, it, it's been turned on its head. Yeah, you know, completely because it's it it it, it, it is nil, but it's not, and and all these state laws that they originally passed that were a little bit restrictive that did put some guardrails on it. Different states have looked around and said, well, you know, Tennessee just abolished their law, so we better abolish ours, and it's just kind of a catch-22. So they could they could have fixed it. They could have fixed it. Uh, you know, their argument, I'll never forget uh, Emmert saying, we're worried about the corporation having a negative influence on the kids. Uh, and then they just showed them a picture of a, an NCAA tournament winning team, and, and, and they were in front of a Nissan banner. It's like, oh, like, like Nissan? <laughs> I mean, how does that make any sense? So uh, their arguments were flawed. Uh, you know, they, 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 instead of being extreme and clinging to uh, amateurism above all, uh, they probably should have been a little more realistic about it. And, and, and if they'd have headed, if they'd have headed this thing off, I don't think we'd have these problems these days. Would there be some issues with the game changing? Yeah, but it it wouldn't be anything like this. So um, I'm sure some are laughing. 
but they're very misguided because their leadership uh, completely failed them uh, and failed the sports and failed the players and failed the coaches uh, with their insistence on fighting it tooth and nail, uh, fighting any little bit of money extra the players got tooth and nail the whole way. And now you see it's a free-for-all. So that's yeah, what you get. I, I agree with, with half your saying, but I think if they would even done what you said they should have done, and I'm not saying you're wrong, the autographs, this, that, and the other, but they learned from the restricted earnings coaching deal. You can't limit how much these guys get. So if they just yeah. said, hey, you can do the autographs, but you can only make X number of dollars, that would have been a lawsuit. And so once you open up the autographs, then the coaches start saying, all right, we got to – they're paying a thousand for the autograph. We got to pay two thousand, and and then then it gets yeah. to be a free for all again because you can't limit how much people make, and so I think that uh, makes it difficult. Dad, um, with with five wideouts, four or five wideouts at Alabama gone, um, they signed some good some good wideouts. Will be freshmen, and maybe and maybe they're gonna get somebody from the transfer portal. But um, is that because Milrow is is not a passer? Uh, Ty Simpson, I don't know if he's good enough and not good enough. And the two signees that they have at quarterback are, you know, prospects, but maybe not not ready to go. Is do you have any kind of feel at all as you go through this about Alabama's quarterback situation? Why the wideouts left? Uh, is it because they, they uh, you know, any, any feel behind the scenes on that? Well, Coach, I, I don't know. You know, if Milrow is going to be the quarterback next year, you know, I, I think Alabama. And look, here's the other part of it. You know, they're talking about Bill O'Brien going back to the Patriots and stuff. Yeah. Now. Right. So, what, what will that offense look like? I mean, I look at it. Milrow's the quarterback next year. Uh, you got the two uh, stud running backs coming in. Those guys are really good. Yeah, that'd be uh, nice. I knew you need a little bit. Yeah, better you hope you'll be better on the O line. Maybe, maybe you're young at receiver as well. So you know, sort of, uh, sort of like uh, Jalen's freshman year, and maybe the Blake Sims year. Uh, you're more running the quarterback, running the ball. You know, you're more of a run oriented team. Uh, depending on what direction you go uh, offensively, uh, if you change it, I don't. I don't think Alabama's going to change it up too much. Uh, but there's still talent there. They're just unknowns. And look, when you go through a, a period like Alabama did at receiver, where you know there's just big time player after big time player after big time player, yeah, uh, it's not that yeah. way anymore. Or, or you're kind of you're kind of transitional, and you're waiting on some guys to step up or whatever. And you've had some guys leave, you know. It is a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little different than what people are used to. But there, I always say there's more than one way to get things done. I mean, and so uh, I think a lot depends. Is it going to be Milrose? Is it going to be Simpson? What do the young wideouts look like? Uh, are, are Richard Young and Justice Haynes legit enough to come in and play? And how good is the O-line going to be? Because this year's O-line probably wasn't as, as good as, as Alabama's used to. So all those things play a factor. Well, Bill O'Brien uh, is, you know, everybody's dissatisfied with him. It's stupidity, but it's okay. They've yeah, never been happy. With, they've with never been there. happy with a little bit. With, they were happy a little bit with Sark. Outside of that, that was it. When I was there, 
all they did was complain about Mal Moore, and I mean, it never stops. Um, but uh, and I don't think that Bill O'Brien is is that excited about going to the going to the Patriots if he if that's the place he's going to go. Is any any thoughts behind the scenes about whether he's going to leave or not leave that you hear, or where he would go if he did leave? Well, I've just read the reports, you know, that are out there. People speculating uh, that he will. Uh, you know, I he's a guy that you know. Uh, first of all, I think Bill O'Brien is a really, really good football coach. Uh, you I know, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really care what he did with the Texans. I mean, that was. If you look at the Texas organization, it's a mess anyway. Uh, maybe he had something to do with it because he was also the GM for a while. Maybe not. But, I mean, the guy walked into one of the worst situations any coach could possibly walk into at Penn State uh, and won, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, turned it around, and then um, then he was off to the Texans. And, you know, he, he's got a nice track record. So, so my point with that is you hear about him every year. Uh, as a head coach or a coordinator going this this place, that place, the other. You know, I thought, you know, Georgia Tech could be it could have been a landing spot for him as a head coach. Uh you know, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that job's beneath him now. But uh it was uh you know, I I wouldn't have been surprised at all to see him go anywhere. Um and so this Patriots thing's come up, so we'll see sort of how it goes. But uh you know, I I, I honestly I, I I didn't understand the criticism past years because I didn't really think that the, in the games they lost and the games Bama lost, I didn't think yeah. the offense was really the problem to be honest. No. Alright, JC, lastly just your thoughts about uh, Pete Golding uh, going over to uh, work with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, you know, I think it's a good hire for, for Kiffin. Um, I think, uh, you know, Pete Golding uh, was a guy that, that you know, he was awfully young when he got the defensive coordinator's job at Bama. Um, and what people have to realize is, too, I mean, Alabama's so used to being dominant on defense and stuff like that. Uh, but w- when you go fast on offense, you have explosive offense, you're putting points on the board like a pinball machine, you know, you, you, naturally that gives the other team more possessions. And the more possessions you get, the more points you're going to score. Uh, and so, 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 Alabama's giving up more points than they used to, but they're also scoring a whole lot more. So maybe some of the criticism of him was unfair, but, you know, I think he came to Bama from UT San Antonio. He did. Um, he's been at Bama a while. So, you know, getting a fresh start, maybe going to work, getting another perspective uh, at this point is probably good for his career. Um, so, so I get it, um, you know, and I think it gives, you know, Nick Saban a chance to go and kind of rework uh, – the leadership on defense and, and see where it goes from there. So I, I, I don't, I think it's probably one of those win-win situations for everyone involved. Yep. All right, JC, great stuff. Tell everybody where they can get all your great information. The JC and Morgan college football podcast. Uh, Mike's been all over the place calling basketball. So we, we hadn't had one this week. We put one at the end of last week. It was really good. We talked a lot of Alabama and, next year georgia transfer portal and all that so uh check that out you can get on spotify itunes uh wherever you get podcasts you can get jc and morgan thank you jc i do want to tell all right. this Barry, all right. Good, right. Uh, that uh tim, tim brando will be on the 815 pretty controversial guy i don't know if we got controversial questions but uh 
Tim Tim is doing football and basketball right now. He texted me last night and agreed to be on at eight fifteen. All right, talking about constant companion. Uh, we got a couple of them. We'll double these breaks up. We're going to get in the uh, Brookwood softball coach for a couple of minutes there. Then we'll get to Tim Brando so we could have take your phone calls as well. But tell them about Constant Companion. Well, Constant Companion Animal Hospital is an outstanding place if you want to take your animal. They do a great job with them. Start with 50% off if you tell them you heard it on our show. Uh, it's 635-0313. 635-0313. Constant Companion Animal Hospital. I recommend them because it takes Sam out there all the time and very good animal hospital. Yeah, people uh, texted me throughout the show. The AHSAA is the largest embarrassment organization in all of high school sports. Most overpaid, underworked, and unhelpful people I've ever seen. They need to be shook up and revamped. Bing go. Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. Look at the purchase the vehicle your dreams. Get the loan over at Alabama One. Late rates as low as 2.99%. Terms available up to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. That'll help you when you go on the dealership lot there to negotiate. I also have Alabama One Auto Mall. Give them a call today and swing by anyone of the local branches or start the process at www.alabama One. Pressure Dreaded Pine from Great Southern brought you the 7 o'clock hour. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Coach Daniel Clark will join us when we get back. You listen to Tide 100.9 see home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a two-vehicle wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road out in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else continues to move pretty well around town. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Towns and Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. At Julio Jones Kia and Mazda, we want to set the record straight. Yes, the University of Georgia won the national title, and congrats to Coach Kirby Smart. Tide 100.9 app, a town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. All-State Insurance Agent Andrew Kniffer. He is my agent. Let Andrew become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. You're looking for home, life, auto. I made the change several years ago. Been a really easy transition. I'm saving money, but I got better coverage. 205-722-9201. I go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page. All right, on every Thursday around 8 o'clock, we always have our Brookwood Report. It was brought, brought to you by Joe Barger and the city of Brookwood. Today, we're uh, very lucky. It's uh, getting close now to uh, baseball and softball seasons. So I know their practices have started, so we've got Coach Clark, the softball coach, out at Brookwood. Good morning, uh, Coach. How you, good morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all? Oh, we're good. Okay. Just Trying to keep Dad straight this morning. That's a Coach Clark. That is a full time job. All right, talk talk me a little bit about uh, <laughs> practice. Have you 
Have the girls gotten started? Where are you guys right now with Brookwood softball? Yeah, we've um look, I'm excited. You talk about lucky. I'm I'm the one that's lucky. I get to um I get to come and live a dream every day. This this is awesome. And um, you know, it's beautiful weather today, by the way. I'm out here standing outside right now, sun shining, so that's a little different. It's been a little yeah. wet. But uh we were able to get on the field yesterday and get a little bit of stuff done at least. But um, you know, I'm excited. The girls are excited to get going is um and uh, you know, we we've got a really good group, got a good group returning and uh got some some really good leaders and, you know, the um, the locker room presence is so, so important. And, uh, you know, we got three seniors this year that I, I really think are, are, are no doubt about it. These girls are leaders on our team. And the locker room presence they bring is, um, is so valuable. All right, we're talking with Coach Daniel Clark uh, with uh, Brookwood Softball. Uh, Coach, I know you have nine traits of a champion. Uh, tell the listener uh, what, what those nine traits are. Yeah, well, our, our motto is champion for life. And but to us, you know, a champion means on the field. But more than that, it, it's off the field. And it, it basically comes down to being your best at all that you do. And, um, you know, our nine traits are loyalty, unity, selflessness, commitment, grit, toughness, effort, accountability, and resilience. And, um, you know, obviously you can add more, but those are, those are the nine words that we use and concentrate on. And they, they are, when they're listed, they're in no particular order. But we do put loyalty at top, you know, for a reason because, you know, uh, you know, generally speaking, the rest of them aren't that important. If we're, if we're, you know, loyalty is so important, loyalty to your school and your family, your community, and your uh, and your program that you play for. Uh, and uh, these girls are certainly that. Go ahead, go ahead. They they are certainly that, and um, you know, these are these are things that we obviously continue to strive at to get better at every day. But um. But we're, we're definitely on the right track with that, and we, you know, we not only here, not only softball, but sports in general here at Brookwood. You know, I love the. We believe so much in the parallels, you know, between life and sports, and um, you know, the, the things that we learn on the sports field. You know, I, I feel like these players and definitely these girls can take with them through life, and um, you know, to, to me, we win. We win on the field. It's awesome. That's our goals. But um, you know, we want these girls to win at life. Yeah. And um. You know, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, we talked to uh, we talked to a lot of coaches over at Brookwood. And everybody, uh, which is a great thing. Everybody uh, seems to really enjoy the community there. Uh, but it's also about uh, teaching these young men and women uh, to handle themselves away from the practice field, away from the the school, away from you guys. And it seems like you guys have a a great group to work with there. I know um, you guys run a youth camp there and. I don't think there's enough youth camps out there where people, as a young age, learn how to play uh, the right way, get the right skills and fundamentals uh, when you're young. And you guys also, it's always about raising money, uh, isn't it, Coach? You guys also have a fish fry, which I'm sure that's probably is a little bit of a, a money maker for you guys. Talk a little bit about your camp and the fish fry. Yeah, well, it, it's something we look forward to every year, and it, it's going to be February 11th, February 11th, the Coling Ballpark. And uh, we have a youth count for uh, kindergarten through uh, through sixth grade. So we'll have information about that on social media and uh, flyers out to the to the elementary schools and that type of thing. So just uh, be looking for that. But um, you know, you you can come drop your kid off and they can learn fundamentals of the game and uh, learn sportsmanship and um, you know have a good time and you can get you a fish plate all at the same time. 
Dad, yeah, you like you like fish, don't you, Dad? You good? You yeah, get... I love fish. I might I might bring a bunch out there. All my grandkids are too far away. Uh, he lo- he loves them. If he comes, you better fry some extra fish. You might lose money. Uh, well, uh, look, we can. Uh, we, that'll be okay. We can have some ready for him for sure. <laughs> all right, uh, real quick. When does the season get started? I know uh, practice is just getting going. Although I know these girls are are working uh, year round. But when do you guys officially get started? Yeah, we kick off with games February 17th and 18th in the um, Red, White, and Blue Classic, which is uh, hosted by the Stavia Hills High School. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a really very, very competitive tournament. We're looking forward to that. And uh, we will, um, you know, we go from there and we'll start area play March 9th. And, um, you know, very, very competitive area. So it's going to be a very, very interesting year. But we're definitely looking forward to it. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. We appreciate Joe Barger and the city of Brookwood. Great community there. Now, that new football field they're building there, will you will, you, will the girls be able to take some ground balls on that turf when it's when it's too muddy out there to, to take in, Phil? Well, that, that is a great question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to figure that one out. But uh, but no, the new facility is going to be awesome, and uh, this this community is so deserving, and we're all we're all so so glad that we have that coming and. It's, uh, it's it's fun to watch drive by every day and see the progress out there. It's just getting started, but uh, but it's amazing what they're how far they're coming along every day. Thank you, Coach Clark. Have a great week. Good luck. We'll talk Thanks, to you Coach. as the season Appreciate gets you. here. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, there's Coach Daniel Clark out at Brookwood. Joe Barger in the city of Brookwood. Uh, Joe's always so kind. Uh, and I got a uh, we've got uh coaches and administrators and athletes that'll join us every Thursday from from Brookwood. All right, I want to dad you and Joe to answer the question I threw to JC. Is the NCAA laughing? I mean, I hear what JC said. Well, they should have let them do autographs and but if they would have let them do all that, the price you could not limit how much these people make. You know, I think the guardrails that the NCAA had in place was probably pretty good for college athletics. Now, you know, some of the appeal stuff and the, the stuff when they go and investigate, those things take way too long. But did the NCAA have it right, Dad, or or was it wrong what they were doing? Should they have made changes or maybe they should have tweaked? But I don't know what they really could have done as far as paying these players because coaches were always going to go to the edge. If you allow them to do it, they're going to pay more and more and more and more. Uh, what's your take on what the NCAA is thinking well, right the now? The whole thing is behind the scenes. Everything that we talk about on the radio is up front, but they're behind the scenes. Everything they do, the coaches come in, you know, find out what a player is getting, or what he's going to get, or what they can get, and and they and they make darn sure that some so they go go to their school and get more. I don't I don't know what the answer is. I'm very. That's going to be the first question I'm going to ask Tim Brando. Uh, his feelings about the NIL and about what they try to do, what they have, what 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 they have now that in the transfer report. I think that'll be interesting to get a guy who's controversial as he is. That's what I'm going to ask him. I'm not sure what what the answer is. Yeah, I, I know Joe would say pay them as much as they can get. If you can get it, you're worth it. Uh, I don't know. These guys are kidding what they're worth now. They're just getting it to play there. Um, they don't need to be, you know, uh, have to pay income tax on it. They're trying to keep that away from being a, a, an employee 
there's a big stink now about players saying that they they don't care about that. They want they want them to be paid as employees of uh, uh, just like you would work somewhere, you know, for the almighty dollar. So I don't. It's, it's a big mess. Right. That's. The IRS, they're going to have to pay they income pay tax. Taxes. Yeah, they're going to pay that. They gonna, the government going to get that money now, one way or another. <laughs> so, two men in a truck out at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth boo. It's local, out of town, out of the state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. This is Mary Kay from the Town Square Media Newsroom. And Tuscaloosa Mayor Walt Maddox condemned a sharp spike in violent crimes as January shapes up to be one of the deadliest months in the area's recent history. Maddox said that he doesn't think that the first 17 days are going to reflect the entire year. And the Tuscaloosa City Schools celebrated yesterday the grand opening of a community resource haven. The New Heights Community Resource Center is located in the newly renovated Stillman Heights Elementary. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a two-vehicle wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road out in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else continues to move pretty well around town. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Keep your old phone and save with Straight Talk Wireless. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and KYOP kit. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. This is a special alert. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming mostly sunny today, very pleasant, the high 68. Clear and colder tonight, the low at 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 58. Saturday, clouds move in, we'll have a chance of rain by afternoon, the high Saturday at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Joe's still trying to uh, run down the Tim. We'll get Tim here in just a second. This segment uh, is brought to you by Wayne's Pest Control. Served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides 
world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention service. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1, 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on the inside the locker room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. Sorry, uh, still trying to get uh, Tim on this morning. Sometimes Tim has to call us back, so um, which is fine. As soon as he calls, we'll... And Joe's trying to call again. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. You there? Yeah, I uh, I just talked to Tim last night, or he texted me about mile late. He's been doing football and basketball, and so we'll see what he has to say. Um, we haven't mentioned anything at all this today before we get to Tim about this situation in Alabama. Uh, came out in the paper, came out on the internet today that. Uh, both parties, of course, will have to stay in um, in jail until this thing is brought to court case, and then it's going to be a long process. And so it's, uh, you know, it's going to be, I, I don't really know what to say about it, to be honest with you, without trying to be uh, in a situation where I, I say the wrong thing, but uh, it's... Uh, Shooting into a, an automobile like that is a pretty big, big, pretty big problem, especially losing one's life and giving the gun to another person. That person is almost, maybe almost as guilty as the one who did the firing. So we'll see. Yeah, I just um, when I was talking about the um, Hoover coaching situation. Um, and allowing these coaches to work with these kids year-round. I think if you can work with them year-round and a kid really wants to work. Now, some kids don't want to work. Uh, so some kids wouldn't like for that to be a rule. But the ones that really want to do that work, I think we got as parents, we got to look, and maybe our kids are the ones that people don't need to be hanging around. So you have to look in the mirror as well. Your kid's somebody that – uh, are good influence on other kids. And then you got to look at who are my kids hanging around. Uh, I have a lot of kids that come over to my house, and these kids all like to get cute on social media and yang yang back and forth with kids at another school uh, or in other situations, uh, like to talk and be immature and act silly and stupid. And then these things lead up to all right, you you know, meet me here, meet me there, let's 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 meet up. Kids will meet up at times. Kids like to go hang out in certain areas. Uh, in, in our area out there is an area they go and hang out. Well, when you're talking trash, as I call it, uh, to other kids, they're gonna come over there, and you're just one incident away from somebody having a gun and being in the exact situation that these people are in that happened early Sunday morning. First of all, they're in the, out at way too late, alcohol involved, people running their mouth. So you better look at who your kids are hanging around. And as parents, we better get a hold of what they're putting, Dad and Joe, on social media. Uh, you're, you're a big tough guy behind social media, but that leads to emotion. These 
kids are trying to figure out girlfriends and girls and jealousy and all that. You better sit your children down, your your kids down, and have a long talk with them about what they're putting on there. Who are they hanging around? I've heard had a lot of people tell me that the guy that Darius Miles was hanging around was not somebody you want to be hanging around. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. From what I can gather, he wasn't. Uh, it's a uh, it's, it's a tough circuit. It's it's it's. I don't really know how how to say because I'm not sure exactly. You know what's going to come down with this? I have an idea. It's, it's, it's and I don't. I'm, I'm not speaking for anybody. It it's, can can be a uh, a lot of problems in the long term for 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 this happening. I, I'm I'm not sure. There's a lot that has not been said. Uh, there's some things that went on that are, have not been said publicly, and uh, so we we'll just have to see. All right, uh, Joe. Has conquered our main man. Dad, we'll get right to the uh, Alabama One Hotline. I'll let you even bring in uh, your main man, Tim Brando. Uh, well, we're certainly glad to have Tim on. He's a terrific guy, and, and gosh, he does football and basketball for Fox and then every little bit of everywhere. And I uh, appreciate him taking 15 minutes to be on our show. He's great, been very, very nice to us. Tim, uh, what football and basketball games you been doing? Well, well, I'm a little bit late getting to you uh, this morning, Wimp, because it was <laughs> no a later night than I thought it might be. Because uh, <laughs> whenever you have a great one, and we had a great one last night, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit longer in the aftermath, and you know, and I can't blame Raftery for having a libation this time. This one's on me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we had an unbelievable game last night, if you happen to be watching. It was early. It was on at 5.30 Central Time. But it was um, incredible. Seton Hall beat the Connecticut game from 14 points down and uh, did not get a lead until there were uh, about 50 seconds left. And then right as, right as uh, UConn was calling a timeout, uh, a really aggressive play was made by the guards uh, that, that really helped them uh, come back, and that's Casey Nadefo, the kid from St. Peter's that came over with Shaheen Holloway, and he committed a foul before uh, before Connecticut could get the timeout. He was just being aggressive, so they had the they had the lead for like uh, two seconds. Connecticut reclaimed it at the free throw line, but then at the end, this kid is just unbelievable on the offensive boards, and uh, my man Donnie Marshall called who was going to take the shot. It was going to be Kadari. Uh, you know, the, the transfer from um, from uh, Syracuse who took the who took the shot. He missed it, and uh, and I had suggested, well, if um, if uh, he's going to take the shot, I can't think of anybody better on the offensive glass than KC Nadefo to hit the game winner. Well, guess what? He he got on the offensive board and he hit the game winner with 1.6 left. And uh, well, could lost their fifth game. Yeah, in the last six after being no coaches. They didn't have a coaches, did they? Right, they did not have Danny Hurley or Kamani Young. Uh, uh, Bill Murray, uh, it's Luke Murray. Uh, his uh, uh, his younger brother was uh, was coaching the offense, and Tom Moore was coaching the defense. They were both out with COVID. They hope to be back on um, on Sunday, which is another game I'll have on Fox that. 
at 11 a.m. Uh, your time, noon Eastern, when they play uh, Butler. And then I get them again against uh, Xavier on Wednesday. I'm on a, I'm on a long road trip. I started. Yeah, you uh, must be. You know, uh, you, you don't trip. get you didn't watch us that much. Have haven't watched the SEC probably that much because you're so busy. Alabama's really good this time, Tim. They've got. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, I, they've I, got I, a, they've I, got an inside outside game, and they're playing better defensively. Not shooting yep. quite quite so many threes, uh, and they're very very deep. They're playing nine people, sometimes ten. Double double minutes. So uh, Alabama's, uh, you know, sometimes we we've been good and and not great, but this team this team borders on really really being very good. Oh no, I've I've seen I've seen enough uh, of of the team to know how athletic they are, but also that they can score the ball. You know, I think a lot of times Nate teams, uh, you know, rely really really heavily on on a suffocating uh, defense, which yeah. which defense. As you know, it's been said many times, you know, it travels well. And there's a lot of truth to that cliche. But at another point, you got to be able to score. In today's game, you got to be able to score some. And it's hard to score in college basketball. I think yeah. it's become very, very difficult to, to have, uh, as you said, in this case, an inside-outside game. But they've got it. And uh, and that's a major factor uh, when when – you're playing somebody that gets hot, gets on a roll. College basketball, in many cases, is about is about momentum, much more so than football. Uh, it's about momentum. And you catch the wrong team at the right time. And I think that's what's happened to Connecticut. Uh, they're not suddenly bad. They've just been exposed a little bit. Scouting reports are out. People know that their, their guard play, uh, Tristan Newton was playing the point as an East Carolina grad senior. Well, he's not a prolific point guard that uh, can take over a game and control the lead for you yeah. when you're on the road. And I think that's what's yeah. happened to them. They're, they're still potentially a Final Four team. They're really, really yeah. good. But I know they are. They're very good on defense. defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim, I want I, I want to uh, – Barry Barry's on here with me. I want to – change you're so controversial or you you tell it like it is so to speak not controversial i guess but yeah. maybe in some degrees um nil is going going so so many different directions behind the scenes recruiting wise uh it's it's things that we don't we don't we as media people i'm not a media guy really but people don't realize what's going on and you have right. to re-recruit the players that you've recruited in order to keep them because the two things that affect a guy leaving her playing time and money. Um, your thoughts on NIL, what direction it can go, kids being uh, um, working for schools now the way they want. Talk, talk, to, talk to our listeners about that. Well, I, I you know, I was um, I was trying to, last time, Barry, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't I trying to talk him off the ledge a little bit? Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he's, still, he's still on the ledge, Tim, so try again. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, from a coaching standpoint, yeah, it's harder. It's a lot harder. And I have, um, you know, I have empathy for the situation that they're facing. Uh, but I will also say this. The SEC teams, Wimp, are way, I mean way ahead of everybody else. Really? As it relates to NIL. Uh, because at most of the schools, 
in most of the states, not just Alabama, but most of them, uh, the, the, the college game is all they have. And they want to protect it. They being the, uh, the, the, the alumni base, the donors, yeah. people that put together the collectibles. Like in a place, for instance, like UCLA, you would think in a city like Los Angeles, in uh, a school the size of UCLA, now moving into the Big Ten, you would think that they would have, you know, a really large uh, infrastructure for NIL. They don't. They don't. The coaches, uh, I talked at pretty good length on Saturday. I had uh, the Bruins in the game with Colorado, and Colorado gave them a good game in the last eight, nine minutes. And finally, uh, their defense took the game over. Uh, but in talking with them, the coaches are the ones that are having to, to really put together the NIL. Yeah. Coaches of the SEC really don't have to worry That's about right. this. But That's right. They, they don't. Are. That's they, right. I mean, they don't have to worry about it. In some cases, they've got two different factions, not just one, two. And they're major factions, and they, they are taking care of it. I, I agree in large measure with what Greg Sankey had to say. Uh, about it during the championship week out in um, L.A., and that is that now they absolutely, absolutely have got to get Congress involved. They need to go up to Capitol Hill, and they need to get uh, a bipartisan uh, political faction to help push through some legislation to make sure that there is uh, a nationalizing of NIL rules. Yeah. Because it is a national sport. We're going to see what's going to wind up happening here is the, the, the ground between, we talk so often about the haves and the have-nots, and of course I'm, I'm one that's always saying, look, fans need to understand that we do have a lot of parity out there, even in football. And I think in a lot of ways TCU proved that by being a, bit, a big 12 team, it kind of came out of nowhere, was 5-7 and seven a year ago, got a new coach, and all of a sudden made it to the national title game. Now I know Georgia blew the doors off, and that happens. It's this sport. It can happen. But they also beat Michigan, uh, a team that was also uh, undefeated and had, had blown Ohio State off the field in Columbus. So, you know, I'm not going to diffuse any of the greatness of TCU season just because Georgia – beat them worse than any team's been beaten in a title game. The reality is, though, we're going to see the halves get get so strong through NIL that no one will be able to compete with them if we don't nationalize, stabilize name, image, and likeness. Because, because of that and the portal being the way it is, uh, this is unrestricted free agency with no salary cap. And so if the big schools and the big conferences, and the Big Ten hasn't done this quite as much as the SEC has. If if the Big Ten takes advantage of NIL the way the SEC has, uh, it is going to destroy so much of what we'd like to see. Yeah, it uh, is. College. It is. I, you're, you're right, Whip, to be on the leg, but but I do believe the, the, the really intelligent people in the room know what's got to be done. And, when people scoff at this, and I know some media people do, they'll say, oh, my God, you mentioned Congress. You know, they've got a 20%, 25% Q rating with, uh, with uh, the people of this country, and understandably so, after what we've seen take place uh, 
in D.C. after the Republicans got control of the House and how hard it was to get a speaker. But the reality is, unless we get some national uh, legislation here, there's no one else that's going to step up to to do anything. And uh, I think people like Sankey, uh, Jim Phillips, who I believe the ACC commissioner is right, right now, I believe, the uh, the most likely candidate to go to Big Ten, Jim Phillips, who was at Northwestern. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I have a hunch that he's going to head to the Big Ten. They're going to need to go up to Capitol Hill and really work on guys like Joe Manchin on the Democratic side and with other people on the Republican side to push through some legislation. Uh, otherwise, intercollegiate sports is going to go the wrong way. Uh, but I, I do believe we will see that happen. I really do. Because <laughs> politicians care about sports. I don't need to tell you guys that. Yeah, but Tim, do you think the NCAA, who was always criticized, but they knew they had to ha- have these rules in place or you would end up with what we have now, uh, letting guys transfer whenever they want. Uh, the NIL, they know coaches when you put – Things out that they can do, they go to the edge. They they start if start paying more than you should because they want to get a recruiting advantage. Fans uh, complain about it. Uh, yeah. Fans love it, Tim, when a great player transfers to their school, but then they hate it when one leaves their school. So they don't know right. if they like the portal or not. I don't yeah. think the NCAA had it as wrong as people think they did because when everything got lifted, now we have total chaos. Well, the NCAA doesn't have to care about football. They have no control of football financially. They have no stake financially in it. And that's been true, Barry. Well, it's been true since 1984 when the Supreme Court ruling for Georgia and Oklahoma allowed cable television to start broadcasting college football games. And they lost the financial control and the right to national television broadcast. The NCAA kicked the can down the street for 15 years on this thing. And if you look at the, the reality here in that 9 to nothing ruling by the Supreme Court back in June, okay, of uh, 2020, 2019 or 20, when that ruling of 9-0 came out and Justice Roberts said what he did, I mean, the facts of the matter were the very construct of, of the NCAA uh, was <laughs> uh, biased and inappropriate and and uh, illegal, and and so if you look at the history of it, you know it's not as if you know going all the way back to um, you know the first lawsuit that was brought. Why in the world Mark Emmert didn't do anything? I mean zero zip zilch. He did nothing. Uh, the NCAA knew that this would potentially bring a lot of harm to college football, but they didn't care. They did not care. So who who cares? Who's in the position that really should have to step up and get the job done? It's, it's the conferences and the leaders of those conferences that govern college football. So it, it's Greg Sankey of the SEC, who I believe is saying the right thing. And I think the other conference commissioners, and we, you know, if Warren were still there, uh, and look, he did a good job as Big Ten commissioner. He, he helped get uh, UCLA and USC into his league. He got a television deal that's better than the SEC's. But uh, he sees it for what it is. 
He's like, I can be president of the Chicago Bears. I think I'll take that. Less of a headache. So he left. Um, I know it's a hard job. I know it's difficult. But these are the people that have got to step up. It's their responsibility now, Barry. And, yeah. and the NCAA showed, again, how selfish of a body they, they really are. Uh, the, the only reason that they exist is the men's NCAA basketball tournament. That's it. You know, that is absolutely it. And uh, that is an endeavor that's worth so much money. It employs so many people. And, yeah, the women's basketball tournament is uh, is, is somewhat successful, yes. Uh, college baseball's World Series is somewhat successful, yes. But they wouldn't exist if it weren't for the men's NCAA basketball tournament. They, they, they have so much revenue derived from the tournament in March that they fund 90% of the non-revenue producing championships in intercollegiate athletics. Okay. Football yeah. doesn't do that. Football is a cash cow for the schools themselves. Okay. And, and until NIL came around, what was really going on with football? Well, they couldn't give the players any money, but they could build a Taj Mahal with a waterfall inside the football facility in Tuscaloosa. They could put basically a chunky cheese inside Gabo's place in Clemson, all right, with barber shops and bowling alleys. I've been there. I've seen it. I know it exists. So there, all the money was being spent that way. Well, now, you know, the, the players are saying, what about the blood, sweat, and tears we're putting out there? You know, we, we deserve some of this. So, you know, whether you're looking at it from a moral point of view, or if and I'm not trying to be the moral compass, but what I'm saying to you is, uh, what was going on for years and years and years might have been really good for the coaches, but it wasn't very good for the players. So we got to find, uh, uh, we got to strike a medium here somewhere. And um, I'm all for the players uh, having NIL, but I am not for them being able to hold programs hostage by saying, you know what, if I don't like it here and you're not giving me playing time, I'm gone. I don't want to see JT Daniels stories where guys are going to five schools in six years. Yeah. Good point. That. Um, yep. Tell our listeners, I, I have felt like that there wasn't that many people, that many teams in college basketball that just stuck out as national champions. I, I mean, you could say at one yeah. time Connecticut, you could say Houston, you could say Purdue, you could say Alabama. But the number, and I, I understand there's always an upset team that, that fools everybody and ends up better than we thought. But it doesn't seem to be as many football, uh, basketball teams that are really teams that you're really afraid of that's going to win the NCAA tournament. Right. But you know what? Uh, and that's what makes the tournament so much fun is, is yeah. there's great teams everywhere. I'm, I was talking about UCLA. Uh, Mick Cronin's defense is so good, Wimp. I mean, it is. <laughs> they turn it up. They get in really? your kitchen and up in your grill, and, and they really – their on-ball defenders are just, they're so good. Okay. Uh, Tiger Campbell gets rolling at guard. Uh, they, they're just, a, they're a tough out. They're a very tough out. They're a lot like North Carolina when North Carolina decides to play, you know. Yeah. And usually they decide to play in late February and March. Um, I think there's, their defense is better, though, than Carolina's. Just the way Cronin coaches, he's always been that way. Now he's just doing it with better players. Uh you know, one, you know, Houston is a team that I think can devastate you with their defense. They don't score the ball quite as well, 
but that, that and they don't play in a great league. The American is not as good this year as it's been in past seasons, so their competition level isn't tremendous. But that they played a tough non-conference schedule and and done really well with it. Gonzaga is not as good, uh, but but you know what? They, they still play a great schedule, and you know they've been there and done that before. And Drew Timmy's one of the toughest guys in the world to guard around the painted area. I'm with you. I, I think that uh, as many as as many as 30 teams that I've you know, they're out there. If you're watching all college basketball. And yeah. Wimp, you know me well enough. I may not be seeing as many games in my with my own eyes in the SEC, but I'm certainly watching the game. Uh, yeah. Kentucky, for example, they were writing uh, uh, Calipari's epitaph, right, when they lost yeah. to South Carolina. And then, and then they go and beat Tennessee. And Shibway is now, you know, kind of taking control and saying, wait a minute, I came back. Yeah, I'm making more money by staying in Lexington than most college players. But I want to play hard, and I want to win. Uh, I think a lot of teams have the potential to go to the Final Four. 25 to 30 teams, I think, Wimp, if they get the right and can go to the Final Four. But of that 25 to 30, I think probably only about 10 to 15 can win it. Tim, I want you to butt in real quick. See, I think Dad's wrong about that a little bit because I look at the Big East – and UConn is four and five in the Big East. Now, Alabama people don't even know who's in the Big East. I bet you they're playing ba- better basketball than people realize. And all of a sudden, you're playing this team in the tournament. You're like, good gosh, this team. If Connecticut's four and five in the Big East, the yeah. Big East has got to be underrated then, Tim. Right? Yeah. You're right. It is. It's underrated. And the reason it's underrated, a little bit like football, Barry, is uh, they only had – Last last year, in the Big East, only one five-star commitment. Cam Whitmore, who plays at Villanova, was the only five-star player that signed in the Big East. And a little bit like football, it's about, you know, preseason rankings and the Ken Palms of the world, they're all looking at talent bases, right? Now, yeah, metrics are involved in the way the rankings take place. You know, the net, which used to be the RPI, figures into it. But so much of it is based on how much talent teams have. And the Big East has, has really good talent, but not great talent. I tell you the league that will really surprise you with great depth, and, it, and, and it's better than the Pac-12 this year. As good as UCLA and Arizona, and of late, Arizona State played really well. Bobby Hurley's team has, uh, has played pretty well. But Oregon is up and down. Oregon State, which was uh, you know uh, an Elite Eight team during the COVID season, They've, they've gone down. Uh, Colorado is improving. They're probably a year away. But uh, the Mountain West is a better league than the Pac-12 this year. Teams top to bottom. Uh, Utah State's really good. You know, Lane Odom, uh, Dave's kid's doing a hell of a job. I mean, a hell of a job. Ryan Odom. Uh, Ryan Odom. Yeah. Okay, I say you I'm said sorry. Lane, but, yeah, point taken. You know, I, I saw him the other night, and they, they put on a show. Uh, the impact of Patino's kid. Richard's doing a great job uh, at New Mexico. I think they're 16-2. and two. Uh, Thanks for correcting me there. But uh, that league has is, is, is got a better ranking, a uh, net ranking as a conference than the Pac-12. But the Big East is, um, is w- much better than the ACC this year. I mean, much better. Yeah. The ACC is underachieving. Uh, and they were, well, well, they were considered... Right, I know for years I covered that league, did their tournament just as I did the SEC. Uh, 
They're not what they once were, I mean, at all. Uh, but, but the Big 12 is by far and away the best league. I, I think that there are no easy outs anywhere in that conference right now. And Kansas is still probably the team that's going to win it. You know, Bill's got a, a great team. But, man, there are no easy outs on the road in that league. And then the Big Ten uh, follows it. And, and I think the Southeastern Conference is right there. I mean, right there uh, behind uh, those three leagues and uh, those two leagues. And, uh, you know, the Big East is, is, I think, ranked right now by the metrics as number five. But I, I think it's basically the fourth league. I think they come in right after the SEC at this stage anyway. Yep. Well, Tim, as always, we know you're traveling. Uh, very, very busy taking time to be on with us and taking Dad's call. I appreciate you doing that. Hey, uh, thanks, hey, Tim. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Tim. You got it. I'm going I'm to tell Mike Anderson hello for you. I've got the Johnnies again. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he, it going, man. They're, uh, yeah, had a good win against Connecticut the other day. Yeah, yeah that's great. They sure did. Thank you, Tim. Thank thanks you. so much, Tim. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince that we had on yesterday. If you missed that interview, uh, go get it on the podcast center. Uh, but let's talk about Bob, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. Outstanding attorneys who have done excellent jobs. I think the big key to it is they're going to represent you in the right way, and they've always been very, very successful. They'll visit with you on the telephone. You can tell them the problems that you have or what you want to do with, with the problem that has come up in your life, they will recommend that you go further with it or tell you what to do, and then you can go by 701 Ricebine Road and visit with them. Again, that phone number is 345-1234, and you heard Bob yesterday on our <laughs> show, and I think you understand now uh, why we talk about them each and every day. Only other thing I want to mention is Constant Companion, 6350313, if you need that new animal checked. You can go by Dr. Foster's and see him at on uh, at 150 Narrows uh, Drive, right off of Highway 280. Also, first to main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath, washer and dryer included, the stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops. You also have the direct TV and the internet provided with your condominium there. Beautiful 10-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views, right there in the historic district of downtown Norport, just a stone throw away from downtown Tuscaloosa, five minutes to uh, campus. Give them a call today. Get one month free rent if you tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, 205-657-7465, firstdomaincondos.com. This is the 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a two-vehicle wreck on US 11 at Covered Bridge Road out in Vance. You can expect delays there. Everything else continues to move pretty well around town. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Making a resolution to conquer your foot, knee, hip, or back pain this year? For over 30 years, the Good Feet Stores Arts support system has helped people just like you improve performance. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. 
decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Becoming mostly sunny today, very pleasant, the high 68. Clear and colder tonight, the low at 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 58. Saturday, clouds move in, we'll have a chance of rain by afternoon, the high Saturday at 57. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. Looking to get the vehicle loan, the mortgage, the credit card. I've got all three. Uh, dealing with the people at Alabama One is great experience. They understand uh, that everybody's situation is different. They'll always find the de- best deal for you, make you feel comfortable uh, going through the process. So get the process started with any one of these uh, service and products that they offer at Alabama One. You can start right at their website. Become a member at the website. Go to www.alabamaone.org. I happened to see uh, guys Mike Brown last night. Uh, we had basketball practice with Mac's team, and Mike has a son that's Mac's age. And they were practicing on the other end. Their coach said they did want to know, do we want to scrimmage? And I kept looking down there, Dad and Joe, and they had one guy that was humongous. And I kept thinking, well, that's got to be one of their older brothers down there practicing with him. Well, no. This kid was huge, and he's a first grader. We scrimmaged him, and we did okay. But this kid, but they're undefeated. So Mike Brown. That's the reason he wanted to scrimmage, son. Well, Mike was not coach. Yeah, I wanted to scrimmage, and I thought, I mean, I, th- I thought I saw the kid drive to the practice, uh, Joe. But this kid, we scrimmaged against him. If he we had a reason for wanting to scrimmage, if we play them. I'm gonna put all five guys on him. That's called a boxing five. Well, Matt can go around him, can he? Mac is slow as Christmas. I thought he was fast. He's all right. He told you he was quick last summer. He the last game we had, we won ten to five. He he scored. You mean, you mean that Jenny overheard you say that? No, Jenny's. I made sure it was after eight. Jenny don't listen after eight. <laughs> so. But he always, like on the way over practice last night, he says, "Well, how, what are you going to tell mom how I practiced? Like, does it matter if I say you didn't practice good? She's going to say I'm too hard on you. If I say you practiced good, she's going, she's going, she's going to say you did good, whether you did good or not. That's what mamas do, Joe. You know that? Absolutely. My mama says, "Oh, you had a good show today." I said, "Thanks, mom." Yeah, thanks, mom. What she said, Joe, you weren't on your game today. It wasn't a very good would. show. No, like my mom will text me periodically. I haven't gotten any from her lately, though. I get a text but saying, ah, that was a good show. I haven't gotten any of those lately. So that means it's a bad We've show? We've run out of soap. Huh? We've run out of something to talk about. People don't like it. So last game, I sound like a daddy now. Uh, we won 10 to 5. Mac had 6. He go, Mac. 
too much. He it's hit one much. shot. It was about seven feet. He told me it was a three. I said, nah, son. First of all, you can't shoot threes in this league. Kids, they have no clue. Like, oh, my gosh. Five- and six-year-olds do not listen. It's incredible. Like, I could stand them right there and tell them exactly what to do, exactly what to do, and in two seconds, they'll do the exact opposite. Attention spans are, are, are very short. I told Jenny after the 10-5 to 5 game that I was officially retiring. This is my Tom Brady year, and I ain't changing my mind. I'm retiring from K-1 through one basketball. All right, uh, I've told you about Alabama 1. Uh, you heard about uh, from Tim Brando. You heard J.C. Gary and I think a lot of like. I don't think the NCAA had it quite as wrong as all you people think it did. When we got rid of the NCAA, basically, now we got chaos in college athletics. And everybody's complaining. Now nobody's happy. All right, uh, except for the team winning the national championship. Georgia fans were probably pretty happy in football. All right, that's it for today's show. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Bright and early at 7 a.m. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.